guys, it's Tristan with Cairo Sushi. I'm live today with the man that at the Cairo Sushi Summit, uh, John Sun Kim said, um, you you have to be following. John Sun Kim, the founder of Five Nine, founder of Doctor Base, uh, one of my mentors and colleagues. When everyone asked him at the Cairo Sushi Summit, who's the one person you need to be following in 2017? He said, not only did he say Rand Fishkin, he spelled out his name twice. So, um, Rand, how did how did you become the guy that people are, are spelling your name out to follow? <laughs> well, apparently I uh, got unlucky with my, you know, uh, parental lineage on that front, <laughs> making it much more difficult to say my name than most. But uh, no, I, I, you know, started in SEO early in my career and then ended up building a software company. Uh, and raising venture capital and, you know, so, sort of following the traditional startup route. And uh, I think just had a penchant for sharing and teaching people about uh, SEO and web marketing. And that uh, that ended up, ended up bringing a following. What, what was it about SEO that attracted you so much? Oh, there's, uh, well, two big things. Um, one, I hate secrecy. Um, I'm a very transparent person and I, I really despise when people try and keep, um, you know, keep things, uh, from other folks in, in Google, you know, especially in their early days, uh, along with the other search engines has always been extremely secretive about how their rankings work, which to me just sounded like a challenge, uh, <laughs> to go figure that out and then share it with everyone, uh, against Google's wishes. And I think, you know, on occasion they've been uh, upset about that, and sometimes they've been okay with it. The uh, the second piece is definitely that I love, you know, sort of games and puzzles, and I love the rewards that come from, you know, figuring out how Google works and then building something that ranks and then gets traffic, and you can see the statistics from it, and um, you know that that investigative process plus the rewards that come with it is is really fulfilling for me awesome um so you started this with your mom i did that's right yeah so i dropped out of college in 2001 and started working with my mom jillian uh and then in 2004 you know the business the consulting business we had which was kind of like web design and uh, advertising and marketing was not going particularly well. And I started this blog called SEO Moz yep. uh, to share sort of things that I was learning about, about SEO at the time. Uh, I had had to pick that up because we couldn't afford to pay our subcontractors, our SEO subcontractors. And yeah, that blog, you know, took on a life of its own. And over the next few years, I got invited to speak at lots of different events and got to work with, um, you know, a lot of companies starting up on the West Coast and then uh, eventually built a, a software company out of out of Moz uh, to kind of take advantage of the, the big audience that we had. And and when did you decide to st I, when did the transition into kind of offering full tailored services? Because the brand for I mean, when we talk about Moz, uh, back when I was at a, I was in software as a service in San Francisco from 2008 until a couple of years ago. Uh, sure. You guys were, I mean, it, it, you guys now and were uh, like 
SEO. Either it was it was you and and, and basically Matt Cut, like you know from Google. <laughs> it was like those are the the two dudes that know pretty much everything about SEO. When did you guys transition from just being a content distribution to actually offering up phenomenal services that you are today? Well, so let's see. Interestingly enough, we started as a services business, right? So as a consulting business, you know, we we work with small and medium businesses and then, you know, some some scaling startups and even some big companies. Uh, and we had this blog that, you know, was also very popular, but uh, led to a ton of traffic and a lot of inquiries. And I think it was in 2006, maybe early 2007, um, you know, we had built some tools, some software for uh, ourselves to use for our own consulting clients. And we decided, hey, let's make that available on the web for other people. We had no idea what software as a service was. You know, we didn't know how to run a subscription business or any of that stuff. But we thought, well, we'll make it available via PayPal. Uh, yeah. You know, you can PayPal us 29 bucks a month and get access to this, to this uh, uh, software, this subscription. And um, that really took off like a shot because we had such a big audience. And by the middle of the year... Uh, you know, six months in, we looked and we said, oh, my God, this is going to make us more money than all our consulting work combined. We we should focus on this. Right. And so uh, <laughs> I think by 2009, we shut down all our consulting um, to focus exclusively on software. And we've always been, you know, we've continued to be a place where, um, you know, millions of people come to learn about SEO and to share a lot of content. And I think that's mostly my own personal ethos of yeah, I was being transparent and loving to create stuff, but it's also a good. It also turned out to be a good marketing play. Yeah, of course. I, I mean, in our industry, it's something I I, I kind of gripe about all the time because I look at what the dental market's doing, and you consistently can go Google uh, daily uh, free dental care, free clinics uh, in chiropractic. For some reason, we're just not picking up the ball when it comes to uh, offering up our services for free, which in a professional services provider setting is a little bit different, obviously, than providing you know, intellectual property, but there still can be some congruency there. You guys, I mean, especially Whiteboard uh, Friday, I mean, that's one, I mean, you get thousands and thousands and thousands of you, and you're basically giving away the, the chemistry in the bottle, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I in my opinion, there's no, there's no secret sauce and there shouldn't be any, right? Mm -hmm. So if anyone who wants to learn the practice of SEO and who's willing to apply themselves and put in the work and the effort, uh, uh, you know, to learn and to, to run through all the tasks, they should absolutely be able to. There's no reason why you should have to pay anyone for this. I think that's one of the beautiful things about the web is that it makes it, you know, free and egalitarian for uh, anyone to access. I love that about the internet and I want to propagate that and continue that. Mm -hmm. That being said, you know, there's a ton of people who say, Hey, a lot of this stuff is manual. It's very time consuming. It's challenging. It's frustrating. Maybe there could be some software or maybe I could hire a consultant or work with an agency or hire someone in house, right. To do our SEO. And, you know, Moz tries to help with those things as well. So, you know, recommending agencies and, helping train up folks who can become consultants or can go in-house, offering tools to help automate a lot of the, you know, manual time-consuming work that, that goes into SEO, that kind of stuff. 
Got it. Yeah, absolutely. And you guys, I mean, like we said at the beginning, uh, guys, if you're just joining us now, we're, we're live uh, uh, via the uh, phone and video on Facebook uh, with uh, Rand Fishkin, the, the Wizard of Moz and the Wizard of SEO. Um, and we are talking about SEO and entrepreneurship. Before we dive into some kind of cool SEO questions, uh, I want to ask you about your own personal brand because I've seen you evolve. I've been I've been watching. I've been stalking you for years, <laughs> um, but I've seen you develop your own brand. I mean, the the yellow shoes, um, sure. the uh, the handlebar kind of mustache. Um, oh, talk to me yeah. about the importance of having being your own brand as an entrepreneur because I think you get that. Sure. Um, you know, to be honest, I, both of those things, and I think a lot of the I don't know what you want to call it, sort of the personal branding elements um, that I've come to have have been a little bit accidental, uh, certainly in terms of my physical appearance. So the mustache thing, that was never supposed to go on for as long as it did. <laughs> you know, when I was when I was CEO of Moz, I basically told the team, this is late 2013, I said, hey, I'm going to grow my mustache out until we're profitable again, which I expect is going to be about four or five months from now. So I'll have a, kind of a ridiculous bushy mustache, but we'll get there. Well, it turns out, um, you know, when uh, when Sarah took over as CEO that uh, March, you know, next March um, in February, she sort of changed the strategy, said like, no, we're not going to aim for profitability. We're going to spend more to grow more. Uh, and so for the next three years, I kept growing the mustache in sort of protest, <laughs> right, to say like, no, I don't agree with this. I think we should be profitable. Um, and then eventually, I, sadly, it was it was through a very unfortunate series of events, and we had to do some layoffs. Uh, that was last about a year ago, almost exactly. Um, but then, you know, a few months later, I was able to finally shave. And oh my God, that thing was a pain in the ass to keep up. Just the worst. <laughs> yeah, dude. I bet. I, don't I, bet your facial hair on a company you can't control anymore. That's that's my advice. I wanted. I, I, I thank you for that. I wanted to ask you uh, before we dive into the last question, kind of in entrepreneur mode, is you did you, you stepped down as CEO, and in, in our industry, one of the things I preach about is that you know if you're a good technician, and you're not a you're not good at certain things, just do the technical stuff, hire someone else. And in the startup world, in the software as a service world, um, you know my mentor, the guy that 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 was touting you at the Cairo Sushi Summit, said. Hey, um, you know, at one point I'm not going to be the CEO. I'm just, I'm, I'm a startup guy. I can build it up. Uh, what's the story with you stepping down? And, and obviously you did it for the betterment of mods, right? Well, yeah, I, I mean, certainly that was my hope. Um, yeah. So in 2013, and I've, I've written about this, I think, you know, many folks have, who are familiar with me have, have probably read it. It was probably one of the most uh, popular posts I've ever written, at least in terms of raw traffic, but I wrote about having depression. Um, and uh, that is that is that was sort of the impetus for me stepping down. I had a conversation with one of my board members, Brad Feld from Foundry Group. And, um, you know, Brad and I sort of agreed like, hey, this, you know, mental and emotional state that you're in is is not healthy for the company. And it is not inspiring to the team. And, you know, I think I think we should make a change here. Right. Uh, and so that is what, um, yeah, that is what instigated the, the switch uh, at, at that time. So I'm not sure, you know, I suspect that if I had been in a healthier place 
and I don't know what the cause I you know I think depression is a tough thing right it's not a um, clear causal catch -all, yeah. impact and uh, you know very very tough to, to diagnose and um, you know prevent and understand and those kinds of things but uh, you know for me I I suspect that if that had not happened I I might yeah I might still be uh, CEO but I know one thing I do did not and do not want to do is be the CEO at a public company. Um, you know, after an IPO, the restrictions that the, you know, the SEC has and the yeah. um, legalities around that are just not interesting at all to me. They, they really <laughs> restrict your ability to be transparent and open. And those are very important things for me. So that's certainly... I we're catching that and and that's a big you know authenticity is a big deal in any business going forward especially when it comes in healthcare today um yeah. thank you for that i i i want to jump into ask some seo questions that some of our uh, our members of kairo sushi had for you one from dr our dc to b andy hawkins uh who's who's working with um who's working with uh a group building out a new website he had an SEO question about changing over the complete platform, going from another platform, uh, doing a complete redesign, rebuild. Uh, what what things should he be concerned about when it comes to that? Yeah, yeah. So when you're doing a big platform switch um, or you're you know moving domain names or those kinds of things, uh, there are some big critical pieces to keep in mind. Number one, you know my. My recommendation would be if you don't already have an SEO on staff, you might consider working with someone uh, because many, in many of those cases, folks end up doing a migration and losing a ton of their rankings and as a result, a ton of their traffic um, and, and hurting their business a lot. Uh, the, the basic story is you want URLs to whatever degree they possibly can to either remain the same or to redirect uh, on a one-to-one -one basis to the new URL that is carrying that same content, targeting those same, you know, words and phrases, search terms and phrases. Uh, and you're going to want to, uh, to the, you know, to the best of your ability, uh, make sure that all of the links, at least internally and somewhat externally, point to the right places as well. So you can use, you know, a variety of tactics for this. You can use uh, URL rewrite rules to create sort of 301 redirects. Um, you could do the 301s yourself manually. Um, you know, you can reach out to folks who've been linking to places and try and get them to update those links. But it's it, it's a slow, lengthy process. So we did a migration at Moz. Um, you'll remember years ago we were seomoz.org. Yeah, and we, we went to, to Moz. Yeah. Right. We went to moz.com. Uh, that process was about, I'm going to say, probably four months of work maybe five, um, for our in-house SEO, who at the time was Ruth Burr, and, uh, and our internal you know, web engineering team, and then probably another 100 days or so of depressed rankings before we you know, rose back up to where we used to be. So just be prepared for that. Thanks. Thanks for that, Ryan. Um, my, my one last kind of question, and then we'll, I want to I pitch I want to have you pitch Moz to my group and to chiropractors, which I'm a big uh, a fanboy, obviously, of from multiple services. The biggest plague in our profession, uh, and I think in any healthcare profession, dental, is is the uh, amount of cold callers, and now it's Facebook stalkers that are saying, I can get you number one on Google. 
Uh, it's been the plight for over t- almost 10 years. I mean, you know that yeah. more than anyone. What should uh, what should a service provider such as a chiropractor look for in working with someone, and what should he be a wary and, and, and run away from? Well, I mean, SEO is a service business just like chiropractic or, or dentistry. You would never in your whole life uh, – respond to a cold outreach email or a cold call from a dentist who was like, Hey, I can make your teeth look great, man. You'd (laughs) you'd hang up the phone. You'd run the hell away. Right. That's, that's like scary stuff. You should do the same with SEO. Cold outreach is dangerous. It's um, usually spammy and manipulative. The good providers in SEO are overwhelmed with business, right? They have tons of people coming to them. Uh, the only time you're going to hear cold outreach is is when the source is sketchy. And so I, I would really urge folks to ignore those the same way you would if, you know, a chiropractor offered to come over to your house and fix your back. Right. Um, it, it just it, that's not the way it works. Uh, what I would do is I would talk to other folks in your field and I would ask them, you know, your other colleagues, I would ask them who they worked with that's good. Uh, I would look up folks and I would try and see what they've written, what they've talked about. I would, uh, you know, take a few, uh, two or three, you know, firms that look good to you in your region or that have been recommended to you. I would have calls with them and I would ask them to explain the SEO process to you. No one should say, oh, that's our secret sauce. We can't tell you. If you hear that, run, right? They should be able to explain, well, here's how Google works and this is what we do and this is why we do it and this is why we have to do it. And it should all make sense to you. This stuff is not, um, you know, it's not rocket science. It is just a, a web, a technical web marketing process, just like building a site. Um, people who are good at it can explain it. Beautiful, beautiful. Um, lastly, before we let you go, and I'm very grateful for this time today. Everyone that's jumping on right now, we're we're finishing up with Rand Fishkin, the um, uh, founder of, of of Moz, formerly SEO Moz. Um, what about working with Moz? I, I, we're big fans. Uh, you have some, you have some tools to start off. You have obviously have some free tools over at Moz.com. Um, there's uh, some very affordable uh, uh, local listing platform, and then there's complete packages. Can you just talk briefly about those? Yeah, sure. Um, so with, when it comes to Moz, my recommendation, especially if you, you know, you're running a, a business, a services business, is uh, generally speaking, I defer to your SEO person. Right. So if, if your SEO professional uh, is using a tool set, great. Uh, if you are trying to do it yourself, I would check out our beginner's guide to SEO. That is totally free. It's sort of well referred to in the industry, even by folks at Google. I think if you search for SEO guide in Google, we're, we're either number one or number two. Mm-hmm. And um, and that will, you know, in an hour, get you really up to speed uh, and, and make you much better at, at choosing an SEO and, and doing what you need to do. Uh, there's two products from Moz. One's called Moz Pro. That's generally for SEO professionals who are working on, you know, web-based SEO and tracking their rankings and improving their on-page optimization and link building and all that. And then there's a second one for maps-based SEO. So when you search for, you know, dentist Denver, uh, you know, and you see that maps result and the, the yeah. local listings in there, that's a separate algorithm. Uh, Moz Local serves folks in there. I think it's Maybe it's around 100 bucks a year, 99 bucks a year, something like that. And that is really designed for, you know, um, small local businesses to be able to do it themselves. You upload all your data and it propagates that data to all these listing platforms that Google uses. 
for rankings. So similar to a product like uh, Yext or um, yep. Rio or something like that. Um, but generally, you know, our, our focus is on being a little less expensive and on not uh, not forcing you to work with a salesperson. I love it, dude. I love, <laughs> I love it. You know, every great entrepreneur has a chip on their shoulder. And, oh, yeah. Uh, I can tell a couple of the ones. I mean, it doesn't overtake you, but it should be a healthy chip <laughs> on your shoulder. The ones that you have, I, I admire completely, dude. Transparency, uh, not having to go through the BS that we've gone through since the 80s when it came to a sales process. Uh, very, yeah. very grateful for that. Very grateful for giving us time today, Rand, and giving us some uh, tips and, and insights into building business and uh, SEO. Um, uh, guys, if you want to go to learn more, you can go to Moz.com on Friday. Are you, so is it every Friday you do the whiteboards? Yep, that's right. They go up uh, very late Thursday night Pacific time. Got it. Okay. I Those are can't miss. Um, dude, grateful. So grateful for you. Thank you so much for giving us time today, Rand. Yeah, my pleasure, Tristan. Thank you for having me. Thanks. Be well, sir. You too. Take care.